Welcome everybody to the Feng Shui Mastery Show. I'm your host, Kathy Hargden, and I'd like to introduce you to this amazing show where I'm going to be doing a whole load of different kind of interviews with a variety of people from all over the world, all being interviewed about their speciality topic, with all roads leading back to Feng Shui. Not just the philosophy of it or the history of it, but also the practical implementation and how it can benefit your life, knowing just a few tips to knowing a lot more about the time and space of how Feng Shui is implemented. So you too can create an amazing environment because let's face it, look around the world today. All you see on the outside across the world is chaos and mayhem. And a lot of us feel that we don't have any control or we can't affect any st strong change at all in that big world. And if we can, it takes many, many decades to actually implement that change. But what we do have control over is the environment that we ourselves immediately live in, as well as our own inner architecture, our own inner environment, and how we respond to things. So how can we create a space like this that is calm and healing for ourselves, both on the inside and on the outside. So what we'll be covering is a whole load of different kinds of topics that will actually facilitate you to actually go down that road and reach that space both within yourself and within your own environment. And we start off as we have already with the philosophy of the Tao. And this is an amazing philosophy which looks at the origins of feng shui and many other traditional Chinese approaches to medicine and healing. And you'll find that this symbol has been used right across the planet, but the source of it basically constitutes the concept of peace, yin and yang. How do we create a balance within ourselves, within our own environments, within the world, in which to actually balance ourselves and create a more harmonious feeling for us and other people. And most of us are always walking into different extremes, both yin and yang, and we're always trying to hover over the center because we know that when we're in the center, it feels much nicer to be in and much more pleasant an experience than being or functioning in the extremes of those in those environments, both yin and yang. It also depicts the fact that we live in a universe of duality where there is one thing or another and that is how the universe works, that there are two often seen as warring for forces or as well as complementing forces. So we're constantly toing and throwing against good, bad, negative, positive and trying to find that center ground. Of course, we will be having an interview with some um, long-standing meditators who tell us that this is how the universe works, but there is something beyond that where there is no extremes, where there is no yin and yang. And that's a fascinating interview in itself. We will also be looking at acupuncture and how that corresponds to feng shui in terms of cleansing a space after all, acupuncture is about 
releasing the blockages within the body so that energy can flow in a more healthier way. And the same with feng shui, that we're also clearing the spaces and making them into places that we can actually relate to and feel much more um, balanced within ourselves as a result. We're going to be doing an interview with somebody who um, has taught a lot about divinity and in this case we're looking at the divinity of feng shui, where it's come from, what's the philosophical and the transcendental nature of this philosophy. Looking at some of the um, writers and the theosophists, can't say that, <laughs> um, um, like Rumi, um, who broached this whole transcendental aspect to our space and how we live our lives. And that's fascinating in itself. We're going to be speaking to people who practice the use of crystals and how that can impact upon your environment from cleansing it to clearing a space to actually pr protecting you against any of the electromagnetic energy that we all find ourselves increasingly living within and is often the cause of poor sleep, poor diet and not be being able to have a sense of peace within yourself. So we'll be looking at all the different kinds of crystals and how they can impact upon your life. We're going to be looking at colour, shape and design and how colour impacts upon you. So for example, a lot of institutional buildings and, and organisations often paint their walls an institutional magnolia and that's all about control and in some ways manipulation, getting people to do what you normally don't want, they don't want to do. Um, but how colour can actually replenish um, the the heart chakra, the throat chakra, and this is why organisations like Google and Apple actually welcome the abundance of colour because they know that the impact it has on people in terms of their mental state, their emotional state, their spiritual state and practica practically as well. So we'll be looking at that and how design in time memorial has actually been used to um, in some ways control people but also to attract them to an entrance or to attract them to a way of thinking. So we'll be talking to somebody who is a connoisseur on the colour side of things. Now you may want to ask yourself, in your blank space Whose message are you subliminally taking in? After all, millions and billions of pounds are spent every day coaxing us, cajoling us, conjoling our minds into thinking a certain way, into being attracted to buy X rather than Z. And this has been not only the power of colour and the power of aroma, but the, in all of those designs there is a subliminal message. So what have you got on your walls? We'll be speaking to people who understand the concept of geometry and the power of it and how it can actually infiltrate the subtle aspects of your own psychology in order for you in some ways to make decisions that you normally wouldn't make. And this is an, uh, an invitation really for you to look at the, what you've got on your own walls. What is the message in your own environment is it supporting you or is it bringing you down? And this is a fantastic interview because it makes you really think about the power 
of what is in and around your environment, both at work and business and at home. And think of your own children. What is it that's around them? We're coming on to some interviews with people who've been faced with trauma in many ways of having to declutter and dealing with somebody else's hoarding issues long after they've gone. So you get to hear from him how he approached it and how overwhelmed he felt and how he actually got past it. So if this is something that burdens you in any way, this is an, an, an amazing interview to honestly find out how somebody got past it. And for all those pylons and electromagnetic energy plants that are around us and we don't always know they're there, think about all the electric mag magnetic energy systems you've got in your own home. Children who've actually got co um, computers and radios and time and alarm clocks, electric alarm clocks, everything in just one room. And then you wonder why your children can't sleep or you can't sleep. And it's been known for a long, long time that these pieces of equipment are emitting not just radiation, but they're emitting electronic magnetic waves that are actually affecting the brain cells. Go and look it up. There's absolutely lots and lots of research. And it's also connected to the mobile phone research as well, which I know is controversial, but there's certainly something in it because we can see that lots of people have fallen ill when they live around such amazing levels of electromagnetic fields. So you may want to think about your own home and do you have problems sleeping? Have you actually been diagnosed with insomnia? Are you taking pills after pills to actually sleep when the real cause of the problem isn't you, it's what's in your own environment? So think about this because this is an amazing interview whereby we get to know exactly how that affects our quality of life. And the power of aroma. We're speaking to a aromatherapist on the power of aroma, whether it be through flowers or herbs or essential oils. But we all know that in the same way that messages are being emitted, encouraging us all to buy certain things, in the same way the power of aroma has been used in banks and businesses and companies to elicit a certain kind of feeling for people to have so that they feel more at ease in these institutions and companies. Why do we want them to feel more at ease? So that they feel quite good about themselves and they'll want to buy more. So think of the focus always has been releasing your long-deserved hard-earned money to buy things or to buy a service and this is fundamental along with the visuals that often are used in advertising and power of aroma is so strong now that I know that some companies um, I don't know if it's Apple but they are now um, they've now got a device on a phone which emits a certain kind of aroma so they're looking into those very strong worlds of the olfactory nerve where they're linked to the emotions within our body and this is how they that it, it's possible to manipulate people 
by getting to their emotions through the power of smell. So that's going to be a fascinating interview. Come along and enjoy it. We're going to be talking to people who, who own property, develop property, and listening to their stories on how spaces in homes, interior and exterior, all affect whether people want to rent out a property, whether they want to stay there for any length of time, or whether they want to buy the property. And we can listen to a variety of people telling me that they've come across all kinds of benefits when they understand what drives people to want to rent a place or what they what drives people to want to buy the place. So that's going to be fascinating, especially to all the property buffs out there. So we can um, have a whole load of interviews here on talking about healing spaces. Got a lady who sets up healing spas, um, looking at the real estate. How do you use feng shui in business? This is very, very powerful for those people who have their own businesses in their own homes or outside their own homes. We're going to be looking at the I Ching. What's that? Well, the I Ching, it's a, called the Book of Change and it's ancient, 4,000 years old and it is the actual source from which feng shui came from. And it's just talking about how, you know, we are changing all the time and you have to go with the changes. But sometimes it's knowing how those changes present themselves. We're going to be looking at how energy and space work together and the importance of space clearing any property, whether you're working or living in it. What about children's environments? How powerful is that? Is it possible for you to realize that you can actually enhance the learning opportunities that you can give your children purely by how you arrange the furniture to the colors on the walls. So these are all clues as to how one can improve your own life and your family's life. Even looking at hospitals as well. I've worked in an intensive care unit where people are just listening to monitors all day and looking at white constantly. So there's no stimulation um, and yet we're waiting for these people to wake up out of a, a dream world or a coma world. So we're going to get the opportunity to review lots and lots of books written on feng shui. Some of them are better than others. It depends on what your focus is, whether it's garden feng shui or business feng shui or home feng shui. So it co incorporates a, a, a whole plethora of areas in which we live, work and rest and play plus also what it means to you internally. It's not just the exterior world, but feng shui, the path leads back to the architecture, the inner architecture from within, which promised me to also entice you to um, a interview we're gonna be doing with people who um, have a more of a spiritual and meditative component to feng shui. And that's fascinating in itself. So you can see, that the benefits and the results are just going to be amazing to you every Tuesday from 8 to 8.30 GMT time. Now, for those um, cousins over there who will be snoring on the other side of the world, don't you worry about missing out on this opportunity because you too can download the podcast on iTunes anytime you want and listen to it in the car or upload it onto YouTube and you can see the slides that way. But remember that the benefits are for everybody, from children to older people, to people working too many hours, p 
people who are having problems with sleeping, you know, it's within your own grasp to actually change your environment. And when you do, for the better, guess what? The inner architecture of your own inner environment, the holes and the rooms and the front doors within yourself, metaphorically speaking, they too will change. And they'll change in a way that can only create a better world for you in order to operate from. So that's me, Kathy Hargden. Um, I really welcome anybody who has got any information that they feel other people would benefit from relating to feng shui. If you're even interested in being interviewed, please, by all means, contact me. If you've got some great results from actually implementing some of the ideas that I've taught on other webinars, then get back to me because all these things can actually help people in their own daily life. And it doesn't have to take a lot of money to implement them, understand them, and actually celebrate them. So wealthyspaces at gmail.com is where you can contact me, Kathy Hargden. Wealthyspaces at gmail.com. That's for anybody who's got any feedback, any comments, or who would like to be interviewed because they have some knowledge which relates to feng shui and makes it the more powerful tool which you would now like to introduce and implement into your life. Thank you everybody and see you on the next interview.